The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. You are listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! The Big Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. his fifth. What a comeback. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 226th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and joining me this evening, not only is co-host Justin Raffoff, but is also our basketball analyst, Mr. Adam Filer, and I'll pull you up so you can see. Uh, say hello, guys. Hey, hi everybody. <laughs> Glad to be here. Yeah, here we are again in uh, early mid March, and it's that time of the year where we get to talk college basketball. Only happens for about a month period on the show because, well, I for certain don't follow it as closely as I probably should or want to. Uh, Justin does a little more than me, but. Uh, no one that I know follows it more than Adam, so we always welcome Adam in to talk about the bracket and what he thinks or what we should possibly expect from the field of 68. And this year, like any other year, when you're talking March Madness, there's always going to be a few teams that are left out, maybe a few surprise entries, and a few that rise above the rest to be the odds-on favorites to take home the title. So... We're going to talk March Madness most of the evening, and then near the end, we will talk briefly on our own movie madness that is going on right now. We whittled down from 68 to 32, and that voting is going on as we speak. You can find the link to vote in our movie madness tournament on the Facebook and Twitter pages. So, guys, where should we start for 2017 NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament? Is there a specific region that you're most interested in? Yes. <laughs> There's one for sure. I think I think the region that uh Adam and I would each be most interested in is going to be the <laughs> east. Um and I I don't know. I think that's a good place to start um cuz I think you have a, a couple really good teams in that in that bracket and uh definitely some some teams of interest in that bracket as well. Okay. All right, that's fine. Well then the east will we can look at here is Featured by the number one team and number one overall seed, Villanova, which are also the defending champions, start in the East, and they'll play one of the 
play-in winners uh, between, oh man, MS, and I don't even know who Mount that is. Mount St. Mary's and New Orleans. Yes. Okay, Mount St. Mary's, New Orleans, they'll get the uh, party started, uh, and then they'll get to the take on Villanova, the winner of that. Then the 8-9 matchup, Wisconsin-Virginia Tech, and I know there's a little bit of intrigue surrounding Wisconsin, an 8-seed, a little bit of surprising for them, the Badgers being that low. I mean, you look at them, and they were ranked in the top 25 going into the week. They won a couple, two games in the Big Ten tournament, then lost today in the Big Ten final to Michigan, who that's a story in and of itself with Michigan. Yeah. Um, and Michigan handled them pretty well for most of the game. Uh, it was a one-point game at half, and Michigan kind of pulled away in the second half um, a little bit. Um, but uh, to drop to an eight seed, they're second, finished second in the Big Ten, which I guess was fairly down this year. Michigan State struggled. I know they made it, but they struggled. They weren't as hot as they usually are. Iowa struggled a little bit. They're out. Um, Ohio State was down again. Indiana, Indiana really fell off. Uh, they were a top ten team at one point this year, and right. they're out. Um, they're not in the dance either. Um, so I, th- I thought it was a little surprising they dropped. I saw that immediately, and I'm thinking, you know, for a number right. one overall seed, Villanova I know. certainly my, got a tough, you know, second right. round game here. Yeah, my immediate thought was, oh, my gosh, they've got Wisconsin or Virginia Tech. Like, I think Wisconsin beats Virginia Tech, but I've seen spurts of Virginia Tech, and they've looked incredible. Um, first time they've been back in the dance for, for a little while now. While. But, like, I – I was really surprised. First of all, I thought the Wisconsin Virginia Tech is a is that that could be a fun game to watch. There are um, a lot of good first round and, games. In but either way, I was like, oh man, Villanova does not have an easy. You know, sometimes that number one they kind of set it up, and you don't really expect a game there for them. I say a game, but you would anticipate to just kind of put them right through into the second weekend, no problem. I, I still think Villanova has a good shot to get there, but it's not going to... You know, the first the first game they should be able to handle, Mount St. Mary's or New Orleans, and they will have already had to play a game, you know, and then travel and play again. So that shouldn't be too big of an issue. Well, the travel's only going to be from Dayton to Buffalo. Right, so, so it, it, right, it's not far. But, you um, you know, if you look at it's some of the... Like the Wisconsin Virginia Tech, that that's going to be the one. And I think if you're Nova, the advantage there is that may be like a, you know, a good with Wisconsin. It's it's physical. It's not quite like the teams they had a few years ago in terms of physical stuff. But you know, I, Virginia Tech can put up some points. The other night in the ACC tournament, I think they were part of a game where there was a lot of scoring, ninety nine to ninety. Yeah, and so. You just look at that, and you look at that Wisconsin team today. Now, I know it was, like, what, their third game in three days. Mm-hmm. You know, against, like you said, that, for lack of a better term, and we'll expand on this later, the inspired Michigan team right now. You know, it, they just kind of hit a wall, it looked like today, especially in that second half. They couldn't they couldn't score. Right. They went about the first seven or eight minutes without having a field goal. Right. So, when, you know, but, you know, now they have a few days off. They'll regroup. They know who their opponent's going to be. You know, you can get, like, a full – kind of routine scouting report and all that stuff in and everything. So it'll be interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I, th- I think I'm leaning Wisconsin, but if it becomes like a, uh, like a up and down the court pretty quick game, I know Wisconsin is more so that than they ha- were under like, um, under Bo the, Ryan. yeah, Bo Ryan. I almost said buddy Ryan, but I knew that wasn't <laughs> right. Um, Wrong sport. Right. So if it's, you know, I know they're a little bit more up tempo than they were under Bo Ryan, but they're still, 
you know, Wisconsin's not going to play a game 99-90. A lot of that's going to depend on the tempo and the pace at which they play. Uh, Virginia Tech's definitely going to want to get up and down a little bit more. Now, 60s, 70s isn't out of the Virginia Tech's range. Um, But Wisconsin's very methodical. Uh, They will be physical. They run their stuff very well. Uh, They got, a, I think he's a senior guard in Bronson Koenig who can shoot it very well. Um, Nigel Hayes, I, very I good really big like man. Nigel Hayes. Very good big man. Um, but he's more of their four. And uh, Ethan Happ, I, I want to say he's a freshman, but I don't think that's that's accurate. Um, we'd have to look that up. Um, he's a, he's their center, and he's very solid. He's in one of the top 15 uh, wooden on the wooden watch list. Um, so they definitely have a lot of talent there. Right. They could. Uh, I I see Wisconsin beating Virginia right. Tech, but. All right, I, I feel like Wisconsin's the better team, but again, and this is what you would expect in an 8-9 game. Like right. You would expect it to be a close game, and I think it has the makings of it. I don't know that it'll be a close game. I think if Wisconsin imposes their style on yes. the game, they have a chance to win by you know 12 to 15 but not like a blowout you know just kind of where it's going back and forth between like 15 and like eight points constantly because wisconsin was also a top 10 team once this year right right so they not like they're a bad team right Uh, one quick note about wisconsin i know i feel like you know our our special guest tonight will love this so they were talking about how when bo ryan was there they had all their team meals at the hotel right that's just what he wanted when they got the new coach, the players approached him and said, we'd like to, like, every now and then, like, go to restaurants. So, you know, like a lot of teams do, I guess. So they go to restaurants now, but they all have to put their phone in a basket. And they can't use their phone during the team meal. Like, they – and I was like, oh, you know what? I was like, I like – I thought that's, that was pretty cool. Nice. And I was like, I think uh, I think Mr. Fowler's going to like that, <laughs> too. Yeah. Eight of the last 13 years, Wisconsin made it to the Sweet 16 or better. So there's only five years. I mean, the majority of those were under Bo Ryan. Bo Ryan, they, in the first year, they made it only to the second round. But then for the majority of Bo Ryan's run there, they were a, a, almost a guarantee winning their first two games. So mm-hmm. do you think Wisconsin gets by Virginia Tech? and Do they have a chance of upsetting Villanova? Yes. Yeah. They oh. have a shot. Oh, they absolutely yeah, have a absolutely. shot. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Right. And, like... Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that Villanova Wisconsin game could be a really fun game. Now, if you get a Virginia Tech Villanova game, you could get a game in the nineties for both teams right. with and neither team really playing real strong defense. I think um, Villanova would beat Virginia Tech easily um, in a neutral site game. Yeah, Virginia Tech's got some great wins over Duke, over Virginia this year, but those are both in Virginia or in Blacksburg. Virginia okay. Tech. Um, so like while those, they're a good team, I think some of those were those nine o'clock games we talked about <laughs> earlier this year. Um, but it's just Virgi- Villanova is hoping Virginia Tech wins that game. I'm, I got news for yeah. you; they'll never admit that. But Virginia Tech or Villanova is hoping Virginia Tech wins that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that could be interesting. I you know I'm rooting for Villanova. Like obviously, that's, that's how I am. <laughs> we know. I, I know, and we know Adam is too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I, yeah, because he wants to see Duke beat Villanova later on. But. <laughs> I would enjoy that, but I'd enjoy watching them lose earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. You look down that bracket. I I would love to look into a Virginia and Florida second round matchup and really look into a Nova Virginia Sweet Sixteen game. But that four thirteen five twelve sub region there, that could easily be twelve versus thirteen. In the second round, yeah, um, UNC Wilmington is really good. They are really up tempo. 
Um, it was definitely going to be a clash, clash of, of styles, styles there in that game. Um, earlier in the week, Seth Greenberg said, without even knowing what the brackets were going to look like, that UNC Wilmington was going, going to win their first round game because they are that good. Um, I don't think he saw, thought they'd be playing a Virginia team, right. but there's a ton of talent there. Um, and I, I think Florida is a little overrated as a four seed. I don't think they're that I strong. Agree. I think it's really interesting that UNC Wilmington because you you want to say oh they're gonna they're gonna put up some points. Mm-hmm. Well, they're gonna be put to the test because if they put up points, and here's the thing: if they put up points against Virginia, mm-hmm. okay, like you've turned some heads, right. you, you might be looking at a trip to the second weekend. Oh yeah, because. Virginia is the team who just like two weeks ago held North Carolina to like what 46. their their lowest Season points in forty years or something like and held that. Duke under sixty, I believe. Right. Yeah. So I mean, Virginia in terms of defense is really good. They, you know, when you look at their offense, you know, it's kind of more you know middle of the road. They're not terrible. They're like, very methodical and they like to waste right. the shots. Their offense gets a bad rap. Because they're not flashy on offense, and they don't have any really flashy offensive players, but they've got some really. It says here, you know, they're averaging sixty-six points a game, and I guarantee they're probably their defense is probably like. No, I I can't guarantee it, but I imagine they're probably only giving up like fifty some a game because they held fifty-five a game. It says there. Okay, yeah. So it's just, yeah, that right. It's pretty incredible. This is Virginia's lowest seed since 2012 when they were a 10 seed because the last three years they were a, a, a 1, 2, and 1. And go work, well, 14, 15, 16. That two, the year they were the 2 seed was the year they got Michigan State in the second round Correct. as a 7 seed, and Michigan State went to the Final Four. Yeah, Michigan State Valentine. beat them 60 to 54. Uh, now, last year, Virginia lost to Syracuse, the 10 seed, mm-hmm. uh, in the Elite Eight. It was red hot. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And now we see them uh, with their nowhere to be found this year. Yeah, yeah. That, I, and again, I think that's the biggest snub, uh, probably the only snub. That's um, the way the most people were saying Syracuse right. was the only focus that I could right. find of teams left out. I do find it I, interesting. I think USC is in a playing game, mm-hmm. and they they had twenty four wins in the pa- and they play in the Pac twelve twenty four wins, right? And are uh, in a playing game. However, when you dissect it, it's really not that it's really not that crazy. Um, but it just you know from from the sheer like outside you know standpoint that that's pretty interesting. All right, so you mentioned a little bit about Florida. You have anything more to say about the four seed in the East? Florida, I think the SEC to me this year is the same as it's been the last few years. Kentucky is really good. But the rest are just... The rest are, I don't know, like... Suspect. Right. Like, the fact that Florida at four and is going up against is it Eastern Tennessee State in their first... Is that their first? Yeah, first round. Yeah. Yeah. So they, like... I, I just feel like, you know, the fact that we're even talking about that at all kind of tells you what everybody thinks about the rest of the SEC. Like, mm, they're all right. You know they're not that not that bad. I'll tell you who I was impressed with in the SEC, and I don't think they even made it. Is Alabama, who pushed Kentucky, I believe, all three times they played them, mm-hmm. uh, pushed them pretty hard. Um, and I kind of like that. Just a side note, because Avery Johnson's the coach there, and right. he seems to have things going around at a school where 
they don't really care that's about not, basketball. That's not a big basketball. Right. School. So like to get things going in the right direction there, good for him. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be fair if they were also good at basketball. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Southern Methodist also gets a, the winner of a play-in. Who are the play-in teams there? Is that Providence the uh, and USC? USC. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the, actually, I mean Providence so. usually a team that is competing for the tournament, so they're going to get the chance to play SMU. Anything interesting about this matchup? S- SMU is very strong. Yeah, uh, they're a very good team. That Do you think they're underseeded? Deep team. Um, well, I mean, they're, I think, ranked 12th in the country on the AP yeah. poll and won their conference tournament today. Yeah. So you put a 12th in the nation and in a, it's a weaker conference, I understand. Right, but... but They've they've run through a lot of the competition. Oh, yeah. in their you conference think they could have flip flopped with Florida? You think they were worthy of a four or more like five? If they would have put Three them, or if, four, maybe. It, right? If they would have right. flipped them with Florida, I I wouldn't have batted an eye at no, that because I, I mean, I there are a lot of people really high on SMU. Right. Just now, here's one thing: they only play six they guys. Only play six. Now, so they, they kind of remind me of the earlier Jay Wright Villanova teams that have. They had like a guy who was like six seven or so, but then they play a bunch of guards or who are, might be big guards, but they just play a bunch of basketball players. They don't have a center and all. You know, they play six guys who can just play kind of out there, and they just put them out there and run up and down the floor. Um, and when those six guys are really good, it it produces some success, like mm-hmm. it did for those early Villanova teams. However, once you run into stronger teams, some you know, sometimes that that can be problematic. Again, like it was for those Villanova teams. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I I like SMU going to the Sweet Sixteen. I oh, think they okay. advance easily yeah. to the Sweet Sixteen. Like, um, and I think they can give they could give Duke fits in the Sweet Sixteen. Do you think Baylor's a little getting the benefit of the doubt? Like, how many years in a row? Right. Right. How like, many? The, the Big Twelve's going to get you. Yeah, <laughs> as I told you earlier in the week, if the Big Twelve is going to get you, you know, you pick the big, go with the Big Twelve teams minus Kansas. Okay, minus Kansas isn't in this conversation because they're one of the premier teams, right? They're they're always there. They're always competing. They're always and playing that's, well. That's but if one, you pick the Big Twelve, they're going to lose. And that's one where them, gonna be it catches me. Like so, New Mexico State has won, has been the tournament like four of the last five or five out of the last six or something like that. Mm-hmm. So like you're getting a team that's like used to getting there and they're looking to make that jump now and i'm not saying they make it into the second round but it wouldn't surprise me you know to see that 14 as the 14 that wins because baylor like early in the season baylor was baylor ranked number one like maybe one of the very early weeks i I think they they were were. and they lost that night yeah yeah (laughs) and so like they have they have incredible like talent but like at the same time i remember the knock on baylor was they hadn't hadn't really like played anybody yet um, Do, are they an upset alert against New Mexico State? I would I would almost say yes, just because they're a big the, the history. Yeah, they, they never they're they're rarely ever performing well in the tournament. Right. Yeah. They um, they usually actually they're kind of like the reverse of some of those Michigan State teams that can struggle early on, but you don't want to face them late. And I'd I'd even say that this year, like don't get me wrong, I I'm not high on Michigan State at all this year, but I don't want to play them. Like no, you, know, you don't want to, you don't <laughs> like I, the teams you, that generally don't do well in the tournament. You know now maybe Baylor turns it around well, this year, but two years ago they lost in the first round as a three seed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, to fourteen. And, and so they're, they're in the same right back there again. Same matchup, yeah. Right here we are. Left, left bracket, or no? They're in the top left bracket. Sorry, yeah. but but 
You talked about Michigan State, though. That's yeah. that's a good good matchup. I know we're jumping regions here, but Jim Laranega versus Tom Izzo. Yeah. You talk about two coaches that can prepare a team for for one game. That's that's going to be a heck of a, a battle. So Baylor also got upset in the first round last year by a 12 seed. Mm-hmm. And then they got upset in the their conference tournament by Kansas State as a six seed in their three versus six in the conference tournament. So it's actually you actually have to go back to what twenty thirteen or excuse me the twenty thirteen fourteen season the twenty fourteen tournament where Baylor actually won an NCAA tournament game. Yeah, they uh, beat Nebraska in the first round, took down Creighton, and then lost to Wisconsin in the fourteen tournament. So so like I. I think Baylor's the better team. Oh yeah, but does that doesn't necessarily matter? Right, like you have one game. Like, right. how much is it like? Is Baylor going to make the step this year versus Baylor being like, oh my gosh, here we are again? You know, like in college basketball, it's really hard to figure that out because you know some of the guys are gone every year. Like a large portion of the guys leave every year, not just freshmen, but like you know, right. there's a lot of turnover in college basketball every year. Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't know, um, but I, I would definitely th- look at New Mexico State. I don't know that I would take them, but I don't think it's a lock that the three wins here, basically. But because I said that, if you're listening, you should take Baylor. <laughs> you should take Baylor. Well, I take yeah. them to go out. If I'm season. leaning away from Baylor, you want to take Baylor. Right. That's how I feel. South Carolina Marquette, anything about the seven ten matchup? I think that sets up for a little little family reunion there with a Duke Marquette. Yeah. Uh, in the second round, Steve Wojciechowski as the head coach. He was assistant under Coach K for many years. Played point guard for Coach K. Um, I think that'll be a, a second round matchup that we'll see. Um, South Carolina, off and on throughout the year, uh, they didn't finish very strong. Um, is that where the opinion. guy from Kansas State now coaches? Yeah, it's Frank Martin. Yeah. Um, he's he's an, he's a little intense. He's a screamer. Um, but I think Marquette having Probably a stronger playing schedule, conference schedule with Villanova and Butler and Creighton and stuff in there. Uh, conference, uh, having beaten Villanova, um, I, I give the edge to Marquette there, setting up a second round game with Duke. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I, you know, Marquette's the hot, like lower seed by yeah, being the a higher seed. number. You know what I mean? Right. But I I I favor Marquette in that game, um, and then you know I. I, I'll be honest, I was really impressed with Duke in the ACC tournament. Um, and winning it is one thing, but just the way they were playing, to be able to put it together for multiple games in a row, even if they would have lost to Notre Dame, like, don't get me wrong, like, I'm, I was happy to see them beat Notre Dame, but just to see them put it together against quality teams to continue what you saw the last couple weeks of the season, I was really kind of pleased, you know, Grace and Allen kind of, squash some doubts about like how much is the ankle an injury and how much can he get in his head in big game you know like he's come to play and Harry um, Giles finally started and, and playing well Jason as well. Tatum oh yeah, my he's ridiculous gosh he's incredible yes and then you get Luke Denard who Denard, yeah he, can, he man the kid just strokes it like he can score it, it, they're a lot of fun to watch and they're coming together they're looking peaking pretty good time. so like I think they get by, past Troy no problem right. Sets up the interesting matchup with Marquette with Marquette, the coaching, no but I think they get by, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, so that that could be interesting. And then, like you said, they're going up against 
who knows coming out of the other part. That should it be seemed SMU. to think. Yeah, I was gonna say. That it seemed to think SMU. that Adam thought it would be SMU. Yeah, it'll probably be Duke versus SMU, which again is a it's gonna be a battle of attrition mainly because Duke plays seven guys, sometimes an eighth. SMU only plays six. Right. You know, you get you start looking and getting foul trouble there, and Duke's been doing a good job getting to the line yeah. now. Or if any injuries that, pop up in the first two games, well, right, right, like you have that, right. Um, that that could be a very very entertaining Sweet Sixteen game. Oh um, yeah, that East Regional is looking pretty good. Um, if I had to pick, I would have Duke and Nova going to the Elite Eight. Um, those are two of the four teams that I think I thought coming into the the weekend had a good shot of winning it all, and they're both in the same bracket. Um, and that's that's going to be a toss up. My heart's probably getting in the way of actually <laughs> happening, that, but it's very that's much the fun part. Up. That's the fun part. How about Villanova wins it last year, and then Villanova well, beats Duke Villa, to move to the Final Four? Villanova and Duke are the last two champions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would be a fun. That'd be a fun matchup then. And right. you, I, you mentioned earlier when we were talking about um, Alabama, just real quick about how it would be unfair if they're good at basketball too. Um, I think, I think Villanova is the first. Like team returning champion to win thirty one regular season games. Now some of that's conference, but like you know, the, they're returning hot. You know, being the number one seed, um, it'll be interesting. No team has won back to back since oh six oh seven Florida. Florida, um, and one of those years they won the football, football national right, championship yeah. as well. So. Yeah, I remember that being they beat Ohio State. Yeah, uh, so. Was there a chance when the committee was going down to picking the ones with Duke's performance in the tournament? Do you think they entertained ever putting Duke at a one seed? I, I mean, obviously not over Villanova. It would have, it would have been a different part based, of the uh, bracket, a different region. Based on the fact that from the information I know of, they're not the number one, number two. Right. They aren't the top number two. I would say no. Right. I was a little surprised Would that be by Arizona that. or... See, I, I don't know that they actually even go through it at that right. point. All it's they all Arizona they really say, right? All they really say is that the top number two can't be in the overall number one. Right. Backwards. I didn't know if they went but backwards. They like I, I thought, if right. Villanova that would that would know, make sense, right. but that's not that's, that's not, what not they necessarily do. the case. Okay. They do try and keep you close to home, right. so to speak. And they, all right, they try, all right, and right. they try to uh, avoid like first round rematches from earlier in the season and right. stuff and, like that. And so. I did, I was watching the reveal and they talked to the chairman um, of the committee. Um, he said that Duke was the top four seed going into Wednesday. And as the games broke out, you know, they, they started, they crept up. They had the biggest jump this week of any team in the country. Uh, Arizona also jumped significantly they said so to me i think they have kentucky as the top two seed okay because uh, they had mentioned i, I probably a, followed a regular by season duke. and a conference champion um yeah. i think duke or arizona is a coin flip there um probably you're going to give the, the edge to arizona just because they're in not in villanova's conference right. um but i don't know i mean i didn't even think that duke was in the conversation for a one seed and then cbs comes on and starts talking in the selection show about how could they be a one seed? I'm thinking there's no chance. Like they had too many losses, but then when they start breaking it down, they had one one more loss than North Carolina did. Right. And North Carolina was a presumptuous number one seed for the last couple of weeks, and I I get it. I, I'm right there with you. Um, but then you know you start talking about it. Carolina won the regular season. Well, Duke just won the the conference championship. 
So the committee's Including putting more, beating well Carolina right. twice. They've beaten Carolina twice. They split on their own home right. sites, and then Duke beat them in a neutral site. So yeah, that's like that's the thing. Like I kind of view Duke and UNC as fairly even, and maybe North Carolina having the slight edge, except for that Duke just beat them in the conference semifinals. Right. So like I. I really, in my eyes, I view them as really even. Correct. But they said and, that comparison never even happened. Right. And that's what the committee said. And to me, it's like, how can that not happen? Like, I don't. Right. You, like, they, that means they think UNC is head and shoulders better than Duke. Correct. Or let me rephrase that. That UNC's resume is head and shoulders better than Duke. And right. I'm like, I don't see that. Like, I, I think UNC's very good. Right. But I think they're pretty equal. And they, they don't, apparently. And Duke shot themselves in the foot a couple yes. too many times. I mean, we got to be honest. I mean, they lost that in the stretch. Of the that stretch they uh, had. They they lost a couple early. Like they lost to Kansas on a buzzer beater. Frank Mason Jr. hit a fifteen foot fall away shot. You know, in the the Champions Classic they play. They played last four or five years. I don't. They were without their three freshmen then. You know, coming back from injuries. I don't really look at that as being an issue. Um, the Virginia Tech loss was bad. That was without Grayson Allen. Mm-hmm. And they just went through a stretch there where they lost four or five out of six or seven games um, in that early to mid-January hey, swing. But here, really to me, like, okay, a lot of that struggle was when Coach K wasn't there. Coach K and was a lot there. of talk, we were talking about Syracuse earlier. Syracuse, people last year said, didn't think they deserved to make it, and they got a pass because – um, Jim Beheim was suspended the first ten like right. uh, ACC games. Well, they gave them a pass. A lot of people feel like Syracuse was given a pass because Jim Beheim was suspended for doing stuff against the rules, right. and they felt like they got a pass for that. Yet you're not going to then give quote unquote a pass Duke for a medical reason right. for Back a coach surgery. being out. You know, to me that doesn't add up. And just in terms of like. I think Duke and North Carolina are closer. I don't have a problem with North Carolina getting the one. No. But to say that Duke wasn't really in the conversation, w- when Carolina is, and I view those teams as equal, I, yeah, I just don't see that. It seems a little disingenuous or, right. or not looking at the facts. Right, yeah. Well, what facts? What, what are those? Which facts are they looking at? Alternative yeah. or that's true? that's never, never known is which, yes. which facts matter most right. to them. Obviously not the real ones. <laughs> All right, let's move on to – I'm going to jump down to the West because we have some people interested to hear what you have to say about the Maryland Terrapins. Oh, oh I wonder who that is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. Uh, but down in West, the number one seed is Gonzaga, who this is there. I believe this is the second time they've been a number one. They were number one a few years ago and did not perform, perform well as a number one seed, uh, winning in the first round but dropping in the round of 32. This year they'll take on South Dakota State as a 16 seed. What do you guys think about Gonzaga? If they're ever going to make the Final Four and make a run, this is the year to do it for them. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, Nigel Williams-Goss is an incredible all-around player. He's their point guard. He rebounds well. He scores well. He passes well. Um, Shemet Karnowski is a load inside. He's like 7-1. Um, they bring another 7-footer off the bench to Collins' kid who, has, who can step out as well. Um, they've got a transfer from Missouri named Williams, who's very good. Um, I, I feel like people still think of Gonzaga as like the the team that never gets to play anybody but St. Mary's, 
and they beat St. Mary's, then they're in the tournament. Right. And while in conference that may still be true. Well, BYU's pretty solid. Right. BYU they, beat them. They play pretty much whoever will schedule them. They played right. and, I believe, beat Kansas this year. They beat Arizona this year. They, I know they beat Arizona, they beat Iowa State, and they beat Florida. Okay. I don't, then, I don't remember maybe, them. Maybe it wasn't Kansas. I don't think they maybe played Kansas this but year. Like, they they played some legit teams right. from major conferences and did and well. Beat them right, yeah. And I'm so per, I'm almost positive that the win over Arizona was at Arizona. It was, it was. Now I know Arizona was missing someone that game. I forget who, but like they're missing someone. But still, like right. at Arizona to win, I um, believe it was Alonzo Trier. They were probably missing. He was I, I out think most it was. Of the yeah. yeah, it was December third. They won by yeah. seven sixty nine sixty two. It was at home. Yeah, at so, Arizona. Back on Zaga. Oh, sorry. Uh, Staples Center, Los Angeles, California. Oh, so much neutral. Been, yeah, neutral. Yeah, neutral. Okay. But I mean, their only loss was. Did you mention it was to BYU at the end of February? Correct. Was their right. only loss? And, uh, and I think uh, that was on the road. Correct. No, it was home. Was it? it was oh home. no, you're right. It was. It was, was yep, it was at McCarthy Athletic Center. I remember that They've game coming on. Three and of the four I, years I at Gonzaga, BYU has <laughs> won. Um, but that, but, that was a good game. Yeah, uh, Gonzaga's kind of set up for a good chance. I mean, they should have no problem with South Dakota State. I, I am really happy for Northwestern that they made First it in. First time ever. Chris Collins, and, another Duke right. former assistant and they wait And they wait until the last like, oh, bracket. I was well, like, oh, my gosh. Like, they, they have to, to make it in, in, right? They had to. Their resume well, was too well, good. We got that question from your dad a few weeks ago about how many Big Ten teams are going to make it. And we were we were basically saying then that Northwestern was in, and that was, what, two weeks ago? Right, yeah. right. But I just – like, I knew if Minnesota got in, they Northwestern had to be in. Minnesota finished better than Northwestern. I know, but like, <laughs> I'm just telling you, like, I just don't. I say this: Minnesota will win a game because they they're not that good. They're not that good. They're just like, let's stick it to that Justin Raffoff guy. Right. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Notre but, Dame, Princeton, five twelve. Is this a, another no. Ivy League twelve no. five upset? No chance. Princeton no should have lost the pen the other night and got away <laughs> with it. And this is um, this is part of that whole seeding issue that I have. How is Notre Dame a five seed? Yeah, they're. Yeah. How are they a five seed? I they were the two seed in the ACC. Now, granted, it was a three way tie, okay, but they were a two seed, tied for the right. second best How? with Florida State and Louisville. Right. All right. They were the second best record in the ACC, but they got the two seed based off of tiebreakers. Notre Dame then went to the final and lost to Duke in the final. Yeah. And yet Louisville's seat is a two, and Florida State's seat is a three, and Notre Dame's there at a five. Yeah, it makes no sense at what all. What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, I mean, that's I a bad a, job. I don't have a huge issue with a lot of the teams that are in. I do have a huge issue with the order and the ranking that right. they gave some of these teams. I mean, in this particular case, it'll be interesting. Notre Dame-West Virginia setting up in the second round could be really interesting. Um I would love to see Bucknell and <laughs> I think Burke's Catholic, Burke's Catholic, and um, yeah. what was it? The uh, Patriot League Player of the Year, Nana Fallon, Nana Fallon for yep. Burke's Catholic. Um, yep. You know, I, I think they have. I think Bucknell's got a legitimate shot. It's can they handle the press? Right, because they're they called got, Press Virginia oh for gosh. a reason. Yeah, they come at you in waves. Right, and if you like up tempo. It's not always pretty. No, but the the up like they will force the issue because they're going to press, and it's something you don't see at high levels of basketball a whole lot. So it's it's a lot of fun to watch. 
you know, West Virginia averaging 82 points a game, you know, that that's pretty high for college basketball. Um, right. Their and, stats are fairly similar. Right. Points per game, points against, you know. But, you, again, you look at the competition. So it'll be interesting to see how Bucknell handles that pressure because right. they haven't seen pressure from teams like West Virginia most of the year. You know, like, you're, they're not seeing that. Is there so. a Kevin Pitchnoggle among <laughs> the West Virginia no. crew no. edition? No. No, no he's not, not back no, for, no. like, year 15? No, he's okay. not. Well, that's disappointing. They don't have those types of players anymore. No. Yeah, no. Uh, Bob um, Huggins, a little different a little program now. Change right. the way that the but Mountaineers still, operate. But still fits really well at West Virginia. Right, right. <laughs> All right, so now here's the one that some of our listeners are interested in. 6-11 matchup, another Big Ten team, Maryland taking on Xavier. What do you think of not only this matchup, but Maryland's chances going so forward? Xavier struggled mightily down the stretch. Since um, I, I think it's Evan Sumner went yeah. out. Uh, they had lost. The only team that they had beaten in like the last three weeks of the season was DePaul. Who was the worst team in their conference? And they beat them three times. Yeah, that was until they beat Butler in the quarterfinals right. of the conference tournament, which got them in. Right, right. Um, in my opinion, that got them in. I, I'll never forgive Xavier for David West when he was there and Duquesne was like winning and we were getting ready to storm the court and David West like jumps through a guy like we're trying to foul him and he just basically takes him for a ride and dunks it, gets the end one, and it goes to overtime and Duquesne lost. Um, which You're still was, upset about that. Which huh? was the only the common theme there over my years was that they lost. Right. Rarely was it ever was a clo- long time ago. For rarely ever was it close. Years. Right? Yeah. David West might be retired now, or, <laughs> um, but I don't think he is. He's one of the other forty year old guys on the Spurs. However, yeah, exactly. Um, I think I think Maryland wins this game. I think um, it's, t- it's close because Maryland's been Maryland struggled a little bit. Yeah, um, they started out really strong again, and then uh, kind of. Haven't been able to put it together the last half of the season. Right. I I think the entire West bracket itself is wide open. I don't think there's clear-cut favorites in many of the games other than your 116 and 215 matchups, and I'm going to say the 512 matchup um, in the first round. Um, Maryland has a phenomenal player in Melo Trimble. Phenomenal. Yeah. Um, who can take over a game at any time. Um, Xavier, uh, I can't can't remember his first name, but the guy's name is the last. His last name is Blewett. Um, for That's Xavier. unfortunate, right? Um, thank goodness he's not a kicker in Buffalo or something. Um, but <laughs> no, just Norwood, right? Or, or Pitt. <laughs> um, you know, are they turning it around? They, are they? Are they starting to figure it out the right time? Because right. it's, it's only a one game thing. It's not right. who the better team is; it's who's better that night. Right. I, I feel like Melo Trimble's good enough to get him at least the one game. I, um, I would probably agree with that. And, like, I look at it here, like, Xavier's averaging just under 75 points a game, but they're giving up, like, 71 points a game. Like, so they're not winning by a lot most of the time. Maryland is not a lot better, but they're averaging 74. So they, they can score. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they're not a stellar defensive team, but... I, Again, I think in this matchup, I think Melo Trimble and Maryland are going to have enough to get through. I think early in the year, you looked at Maryland as a team that was going to possibly compete for the Big Ten title, and that didn't come to fruition. They still were twelve and six in the Big Ten, which isn't terrible. Right. I mean, Xavier, well, in a, was in a solid one, in the, in the right? Tournament. Xavier was nine and nine in in 
a top-heavy conference. You know, they've got solid teams at the top, but the bottom half is is certainly worse than the Big the Ten. Ball. You know, like, it, right. Like, you have some terrible teams there. Right. And, you know, for the most part, there aren't terrible teams in the Big Ten. There are some pretty bad teams, but there aren't terrible teams. Like, even the teams that don't do suit, you know, real well, like Penn State are capable of winning games and, you know, like, you know, finish, you know, at or around 500 – you don't have that in in the Big East. Like the teams that are bad are really bad, and Xavier went nine and nine. Like St. so, John's. right? So like, I just don't know. I I don't know. I feel like we have two teams that kind of didn't live up to the expectations this year. I think Maryland in this one game lives up to or lives closer to those expectations in this one. Yeah, I would agree. Maryland also hasn't... that'll keep me out of trouble. <laughs> now, I mean, not counting the years they didn't make the NCAA tournament, Maryland hasn't lost a first round game in twenty years. For the record, I think they would be the first last for everything. They would be the last or the latest Big Ten team to win the national championship. Yeah, if you we we talked However, about However, it's weeks kind of ago. awkward because they weren't in the Big Ten right. at the time. Right. <laughs> that was um, 2002 right. tournament. I think State hasn't won it since then. I think no, they won, won in 2000. 2000. Right. Yeah, 2000 really? or 2001. Yeah, it was one. They've 2001 been... was Duke. Okay, then it was 2000. It was 2000. Yeah, well we went over this a couple weeks ago when your dad asked I know. that question. That that shocked me that Michigan State hadn't won since. Then. I can't believe that. Right. Well, they've been in it, I believe. They right. just haven't won. Right. Uh Last year, Maryland, as a five-seed, made it to the Sweet 16 before they fell to Kansas. But before last year, they hadn't been to the Sweet 16 since 2003, the year after they had won the national championship. All right, so the final three matchups in the West are Florida State, the three-seed, against Florida Gulf Coast from a few years back. That was a fun time watching them beat Georgia. (laughs) Which you were there. I was there. That was was a lot of fun. Seven St. Mary's. Shout out to my wife for getting those tickets. That was awesome. (laughs) Seven Um, 10's St. Mary's VCU and two 15 is Arizona, North Dakota. Anything to say about those three? I I think Dunk City's got a shot. I really do. And I I was kind of high on Florida State. They're very athletic. They play a lot of guys. That game's in Florida, too. Yeah, it's in Orlando. Right. (laughs) Um, there's, that's going to be a great game. Uh, St. I think St. Mary's wins fairly easily over VCU. Yeah, I think they're pretty good. Um, Arizona definitely wins. I have Arizona coming out through that whole bracket. Um, I, on my initial, initial gut reaction, I have them in the final four. Um, but I definitely have them going to the lead eight out of all those teams. I think they're the safest pick. Um, I don't think Maryland gets the sweet 16. Yeah, that's gonna upset some people, but they're that's okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's that's I w- I would have to go along with that. I, I would agree. All right. right, you put Maryland versus the Florida Gulf Coast, and they they could advance. I and mean, that's there's right. a lot of there's a lot of questions in that Western bracket. There's nothing clear cut. Um, I I like Arizona. I don't I don't know what it is. Um, Sean Miller is a really good coach, and there he's gonna win one way, there. I know he took some crap for calling that timeout the other night. I loved it. That was, I loved that was great. It. I loved it. <laughs> He's a really good coach, and they're going to win one of these eventually. Yeah, it's only a matter of time, right? And like you said for Gonzaga, like if they're this ever is going their to shot. do it, like the, this why is not their this shot. year, right? I kind of look at that for Arizona, like right. you know, this could be a, a favorable bracket for them. You know, there's a, there's a lot of similarity. There's not one team that stands out in this Western bracket. Um, I do like Notre Dame. Um, Mike Bray is a great coach another former duke assistant um just saying uh problem is 
while they play a bunch of guys, it's really only four guys who are significant pieces of that puzzle, and the others are very minor pieces. Uh, Bonzi Colson is phenomenal. He's their quote-unquote big guy, but he's 6'5", and he's their center. He's he's a shorter Draymond Green is what he right. is. Like, that's, it's that's it's very right. And he can shoot. He can get to the rim. He rebounds very well. Um, his, his numbers are, are through the roof. Um, the amount of double-doubles he's had this year. Um, but and they're very senior laden. Um, right. They were talking the other night in the game. Mike Bray's motto is get old and stay old. Get those veteran guys in there and just keep grooming guys to follow in their footsteps. And it's working for him. Right. Um, I would be shocked if they don't get the Sweet 16. And that possible Notre Dame Gonzaga matchup is very intriguing. I think Notre Dame beats them. Um, but. Again, that's that's matchup nightmare with a guy like Shevin Kar, uh, Karnowski on the inside, uh, the Collins kid on the inside, going against the lack of height of a Notre Dame. Yeah. Um, so that would be very interesting. All right, we got 16 games left to cover. We're only halfway through, so we're going to start to pick it up a little bit. Yeah, we can fly. We, we yeah. talked right. about most we, of Yeah, so I figure we hit the two regions that are most interesting to us as fans, uh, Villanova, Duke, Maryland, uh, some Big Ten teams. I know there's a few Big Ten teams left out there. Uh, we'll jump up to the Midwest where Kansas is the number one seed, and they'll take on the winner of Miami, Michigan State. Well, actually, oh, I'm, sorry, I'm yeah. talking to a play-in, which is uh, North Carolina uh, Central and UC Davis. There you go. Anything to say about that matchup? Kansas should win easily, I Kansas, assume. Kansas is going to go to the Final Four. Yeah, which will be interesting because no team has ever lost their first round conference championship game and won the national title. Kansas lost their first round conference championship game. However, like Kansas seems to buck trends like that all the time, mm-hmm. you know, like except for they win the Big 12 every right. year. 13 years in a row, they've won the Big 12. Right. 13 years. Like, that's insane. I don't care what conference it is. That's insane. Yeah. Right. They, their loss was to TCU. Jamie Dixon, former pit coach, he's a good coach. They were playing without Josh Jackson, who was suspended for an altercation. Yeah, he backed into a car yeah, and then drove car, away, I yeah. think. Yeah. Um, and that was back in December that that happened, and right. they've punished him now. Um, but so it's not like they were at full strength playing in that conference game either. Um, but I, I don't see any issues for Kansas in this draw. I think they have probably the easiest path of all number one seeds to go to the uh, Final Four. Louisville, if assuming Louisville makes it, will give yeah. them some issues in the, I, in the Elite Eight. I think Michigan. However, I like Michigan in their first game against Oklahoma State. However, Oklahoma State's not a bad. team. I know. I know. They're not a bad team. And I, I feel like Michigan. All right, so they have all the emotion, you know, this week, but now you've got to like. We, we see this all the time. That emotion carries you, and then you have that layoff, and then to try and get it up. Like I think, the, I think the so they can drive there. Right, I think the exhaustion though from just everything hits them. Maybe not. Maybe in the first round. Five days for them. Maybe in the first round next week. Maybe in the second game next weekend. Like I think yeah. they they could be in trouble. I really like Oregon, and then they lose Chris their Bouchard. yeah no. towards ACL. No. Ouchie. Right. They they talked about how they have seven starters out there and he yeah. wasn't typically one of the five but he was one of the, the seven that played right. the most majority of their minutes um they struggled last night for most of the game they could end up coming back towards the end again i fell asleep but you know they, they were down by double digits a lot of that game i thought um i like dylan brooks uh and the dorsey kids really really solid he can shoot well 
Um, I would have picked them to be a Final Four team until this happened. Yeah. Um, you I you think lose the, the right. nation's leading shot blocker, a big rebounder. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's the difference that's a huge between loss. being a Final Four team and, mm-hmm. you know, And losing, I think that's something that with, to do with them as dri- dropping to a three seed as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because they, they, I can't say they're going to beat Arizona with him, but you got to like their odds they have. a little bit better. <laughs> beat them by almost 40 the first time they played. Right. So, yeah, I think that definitely factored in. Um, I, I still think they're good to win some games. I don't think they're going to struggle with Iona or – you know, early, but I think that is the difference between them being mm-hmm. uh, a contender for a national championship and and not being yep. having. They're, I think they're one piece short, like yeah. that piece. Like, yes. yeah, they have seven guys, but you know, they didn't lose. Like Dylan Brooks, I would say would be the other one that you can't lose. Right. Like, I don't know. I that that might be a little unfair because to be honest, I've seen some Oregon games because mm-hmm. they're on late, so I sort of from one. But to be honest, I've seen a lot of first halves of Oregon games this year. I haven't right. seen a lot of the second. What do you guys think about the Big Ten teams in the Midwest, Purdue and Michigan? And Michigan State. Oh, and Michigan State. Yeah. Not, uh, um, yeah, no. Oh, yeah, number nine. Yeah, yeah th- so I three think, Big I Ten teams like in the Midwest. I feel like Michigan State might be a little bit of a, like a legacy pick in there. Like just, It's so hard to pick against Tom Izzo. It yeah. really is. Like um, you said, going against Jim Laranega in the first round. Yeah, I, I don't think Michigan State will do it. Uh, this year, uh, Aaron Harris, I believe, was a torn ACL. Like he's not playing. I believe another team, um, Penn State, beat this year. That I don't know. I can't answer that one. Um, Michigan, I think Michigan can win the first one. I don't see him getting by Louisville. Uh, Purdue is another one of those teams that I've I've been high on so many years, and they've they've right. gotten knocked off in the first oh, round or second round. And how do Caleb they, Swanigan right. is and a how beast. do they prove you? Like they lose early in the big big tension, not and early, but they lose. Yeah, early. they lost their first game. I couldn't remember if they won one and lost one. No, they lost. They lost to Michigan in, in overtime right, right. in the now, quarterfinal. Again, Michigan, crazy story. But like you're you're the you won the regular right. season. Get it done. Win win a game. Like even if you don't win the championship, like it, it's hard to win the regular season and the tournament championship. But don't get knocked off in the first round. Right, now, losing the semis or right. losing the final. I feel like fine. that's unfair because I just talked about how good Kansas is. Yeah, but Kansas, they've proven in the tournament that they're that they can get it done. Like right. Purdue hasn't for a little while. So, yeah, I I, I really like Kansas. Um, yeah, I, I like a lot of chalk in that bracket, with the exception of um, Iowa State's a question mark. Another Big Twelve team. Nevada's very good. Yeah, that was my next um, question. Iowa State was an interesting one to me. Yeah, but I, you don't like their matchup with Nevada. Then I don't. I think I. I honestly think Iowa State's un, underseeded a little bit as a five, having been the Big Twelve champion. But right, which is their third the in the last token, four years. By the same token, that matchup is is going to be a tough one for them. Yeah. Um, I think I think Nevada could go to the Sweet Sixteen. I really do. What is it about Nevada that you like? Just a feeling. Yeah, it's, it's it's mainly a feeling. I just like I like the matchups. And I like, I guess mainly it's more of the history of teams like Iowa State and Purdue choking in the big in the tournament. Well, Iowa State's had some big chokes. Yeah, still. yeah. Hampton, like two seed. Two years ago, Hampton they 15. were a three seed and lost to UAB. Yeah, yeah. right. It's it's mainly a gut feeling and based on the history of the other two teams. Two thousand one lost to Hampton. Yep, that was they were the two seed. I was in yep. Boise. Marcus Pfizer and uh, Isaiah Satisdale. Yeah. Is that right? I yeah, think well, so. we're going back 16 years now. Yeah. So. 
What do you play we for the Pacers? We were still in high school. Yeah. Oh, right. my gosh. Way back. All right. So, anything else about the Midwest? You, you favored Kansas there? Yes. All right. Then the last region is the South, where North Carolina is the number one. You talked a little bit about North Carolina while you mentioned Duke. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add about the Tar Heels? The history in this bracket. Yeah. Yeah. You have UNC, Kentucky, and UCLA as the one, two, and three seeds. Yeah. The good. history in that bracket is uh, crazy. I'll tell you what. UCLA really, like, piques my interest. Like, I think the ceiling is the roof. <laughs> um, no. I think the ceiling is, is really high for UCLA. Um, that team can score. You can see they they average 90 points a game. That's absurd in college basketball. Now, they give up 75 points a game, so their defense isn't solid. But um, Alonzo Ball is hes good. arguably good. one of the best freshmen in the country. There's I don't a know. lot that you could talk about in that conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of hype there. I don't know that I necessarily like all of it, but right. he's really good. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... Yeah, there are others, and a lot of times, like, freshmen are starting to play the role. Like, is Jason Tatum a freshman? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, he's coming on. He could... Frank Jackson. Right, like, they have some guys who were kind of filling their role earlier in the year, and their role is expanding as they've grown. So, like, yeah, I I don't know that he'll be the best in another few weeks, which is when it really... Who's going to play the best over the next few weeks could be huge. But I think UCLA... I think they blow the doors off Kent State. Like, oh, yeah. I, UCLA I, goes to Sweet 16. And then, yeah, I don't see them. That UCLA-Kentucky game could be incredible. That was a really tough one for me to pick. That could that be was really incredible. Tough. And honestly, either of those teams. Like, I think UNC should get there. Um, I, I would like to see Butler knock them off, but I, I don't know that that's going to happen. I don't, I don't think middle, they have the weapons. I think Middle Tennessee State's crashing the party again. But you get – it would be incredible – it would be incredible to see UNC go against either UCLA or Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Like those I would be good games. love to see those games. Those are going to be good games. Yeah. Um, Any other things in the South worthy of mentioning? I, I I think the one that sticks out the most is you've got again a top twenty team that won their conference. The analysts on CBS were talking about them being possibly a four seed. And that's Wichita State, who's a ten seed. Oh, uh, yeah. A ten seed. And I think they didn't they lose on a buzzer beater in their championship no, game. No, they won by twenty in their championship game. Really? They were the second they were the second ranked team in the conference. So they didn't win their conference. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's Illinois right. State did, who was twenty five and four. They beat them by twenty in the final. And they were and, a top and 20 team, Wichita's, and they're the 10 seed. Wichita State is kind of the opposite of some of the teams we've talked about, like Baylor and Iowa State and all those, who all, all year like achieve well in lots of other years and then do awful in the tournament. Wichita State does well every year and then does well in the tournament. Yes. Like, they, they win. They, they do back it up. So, yeah, that. And I think an that's the one. biggest issue about this whole bubble conversation this year. Syracuse definitely deserved to be in, but I thought the bubble was so weak, I would have rather seen – some of those mid-major teams oh, yeah. with the really good records, like uh, Illinois State, yeah, who was twenty-six and four or twenty-five and four, a Belmont, who 
got upset by a hot Jacksonville State team um, who's playing Louisville, which, going back to that, I forgot to mention it, you talk about an upset in the making, their coach is, I think it's Ray Harper is his name. He's the guy that used to coach at Western Kentucky the years that they always pulled off some of those big upsets. You got the you got an upset in the making there in, in the history and in, in the you know the experience of going into it. Louisville's another one there. Out. Like sometimes they can lay an egg, especially mm-hmm. offensively. Now they usually their defense is strong enough to withstand that a lot of times, but sometimes not. Like I honestly thought when they were up on Duke earlier this week that that was it. Oh, Duke Duke overcame a twelve point deficit yeah. to Louisville in the second half and That's, a thirteen point deficit to right. Notre Dame in the second half. And I think Notre Dame's in the final was either eight or nine. They were up in the second half, and they overcame those deficits. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. I I'm kind of rooting for some of the history. I I like to see underdogs, and when my bracket is usually busted, I love. I kind of start to root <laughs> for like chaos. chaos. Oh, but absolutely. Honest, Once like, mine's gone, I want this, chaos. In this in this particular bracket, like I don't know that I necessarily want uh, in this like region. region because I want to see you're some of the big I want to see those you're three south, right? Yeah. yeah. I want to see three of those teams. I want to see UNC and UCLA and Kentucky be vying you want, for those spots. You want those three of those two of those three teams in the Elite 8. Yeah. I want to see UCLA and Kentucky and then the winner take on UNC. Like right. because I we, think that we did get to be, see UNC versus Kentucky earlier in the year and that was a shootout. Malik right. Monk went for like 39, right. and Justin Jackson went for like 33. De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox, I, I really like De'Aaron Fox. I, I, Heck of a player. Man, they, and, oh my god, UNC gosh. is loaded with of depth. Um, Justin Jackson's phenomenal. Joel Berry's been huge for them down the stretch. When yep. he got his fourth foul is when Duke started coming back. They were up, <coughs> UNC was up eight when Joel Berry went out. They pushed the lead to 13 originally, and then the wheels fell off. And that's when Duke came back. And by the time Barry came back in, they were down, they were down eight, yeah. they were down seven. It was a fifteen point swing. They said from when time Barry left the game till he came back with his fourth foul. Wow. Now before we get to another question from a listener, I want to jump back to the ten seven matchup: Wichita State, the ten seed. This is their sixth straight trip to the NCAA tournament. When they've been a top five seed, they have one combined win in two years. When they've been anything six or lower. They have nine wins in four seasons, that, Not in, and that that includes with no games being played this year. I think what that goes to show me is that the, they have a really tough time figuring out where Wichita State is, and I I believe that they justify giving them a higher seed by giving them some of the tougher, like quote unquote lower seed mm-hmm. opponents. You know, so when they you know right. like when they were the one seed. And they had Kentucky as an eight seed. Yeah, like right. That, that was three years ago right. when they were the right. one seed. Right, right. They they were like, oh, we'll give them the one because we felt like we had to. Right. And we'll justify it by giving them one of the best teams in the country right. in the second it's, round. It's almost like the yeah, Wisconsin as an eight seed. Right. This they would right. They would have been better off to have lost. By the way, Matthew picked Wisconsin to beat Nova. Of course he did. I love my son. He's <laughs> awesome. He's awesome. I'll love him as long as he's wrong. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, Adam, speaking of your family, it's actually your mom with the question oh, for both of you. And she just wants to know simply, do any Big Ten teams make the Sweet 16? So which of the Big okay, Ten teams? That's my dad asking the question. Well, okay, but it's your my mom's account. My apologies. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't even know if my mom so. knows what the Big Ten is. Um, so from your from your family, 
Uh, what about the Big Ten? What do you see happening there? Who who has the best shot at making the Sweet 16 or maybe going farther? Purdue has the best shot. Yeah. yeah they're the four the seed in the Midwest. Purdue has the best shot. There's no question about that. Um, and I would say Wisconsin's next. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I. But I... I really I, hope I'm that thinking, it's not them. But. You know, my initial reaction is that none of them make it. I don't have any of them in it. But my initial... My, my gut would lean more towards Purdue getting in and them being the only one. Because yeah. the other ones don't have good matchups. I mean, Minnesota... I mean, you have Michigan State, who would have to go against Kansas. Right. I think Michigan has a chance. You think Michigan beat, beat Louisville? But like you said, can they keep it going? Right. I doubt I, it. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I, you know who's going to do it? Minnesota, because I ripped them the whole show. <laughs> right, yeah. That's they're going to they're gonna win I, their first three I, games. I think, I think Middle Tennessee State beats them, and then beats Butler and goes to Sweet 16. Wow. Uh, they could. They return so, everybody from last year. Yeah. They return everybody from the team who beat Michigan State, who – I know I thought I they were going to the Final so, Four. Yeah, same here. I had them in the Final Four. because I listened to you guys. What do you guys know? Yeah, really. Nothing. My wife beat me how many years in a row. Well, last year until like the last Elite Eight. Last year we had to have Corinne on the show because she won. That was challenge. from a previous year. Okay. No, last year up to like the Elite Eight, my daughter was winning. <laughs> who I, literally picked okay based on mascots. she won't make yeah. fun of me. <laughs> well, or maybe not to your face, but behind your back, you should hear her. That's okay. <laughs> All right, so what do you guys think the national championship would be? Who are your two teams? Who's playing uh, on April 3rd in Arizona? Villanova against North Carolina, rematch. I think it's Duke versus the winner of Kansas and North Carolina. There you um, go. And I, I'm having a tough time picking that one right now. I'm leaning towards Carolina. Uh, I would like to see a Duke versus Carolina final before I die. Uh, it's never happened. It's How never insane. even been close to yeah. happening. And it could happen. They're on opposite sides. I would love to see that happen. Wow. That would that would be the fourth time this year then. Yes. Uh, does Duke lead that 2-1 or is it the other way? Duke leads, Duke leads two, a 2-1, yeah. 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 All right. So let's see. we got any other questions about the tournament here before we wrap up that and quickly dive into our own tournament here on the show? My gut reaction is there's going to be at least three 12 seeds or higher that win in the first round. At least three. So you, is Middle Tennessee over Minnesota your prime 12 over that's 5? 12 you you over didn't five. think Princeton, Notre Dame was a good that's, one. That's an, I, uh, yeah, Nevada, I think, Iowa I think State. Notre Dame blows the door off Princeton. Right. Uh, UNC, think, Wilmington, Virginia. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying 12 seeds. I'm no, saying no, no, 12 I know. I'm just higher. like 12-5 right. has so, become like the stereotypical one right. that happens often. So you have Middle Tennessee State or Middle Tennessee going to the second weekend mm-hmm. do you have any other right now, 12 I, or higher i have going? nevada okay in the in the sweet 16 um uh, you look at that maryland florida state sub-regional i think on either xavier or florida gulf coast could potentially work their way out i don't have it but it could happen um and then you look at the four or five in the in the east i think uh unc wilmington could potentially come out of it I think that's they have a shot. Um, so I'm say, I'm gonna say three twelve or higher. So wow, awesome, cool. Which hey, I'm all, I'm all about that. Yeah, you know, root for chaos <laughs> at that point. Right? right? Why not? All right. So you can join our bracket challenge. It's through ESPN. The link is up. I believe Justin and I have both shared it on our personal pages. We also have it up at our Facebook page. I've sent it out on Twitter. 
the password to get in is PSU2017, so PSU2017 will get you into our bracket challenge. Uh, we've had over 40, I think, every year we've done this. We'd love to be able to get over 50 brackets this year, so spread the word. Have people play. It's just for fun. It's not for money or anything. The winner does get a show t-shirt and the chance to appear on a show. None of the three of us here are obviously eligible for any of that, because what would the fun in that be? We do compete just to see how well we do against everyone. Okay, another show? <laughs> well, you can, but usually you're an invited guest, not here because you won a contest. Although Justin's usually like, can we only have him on once a year? I believe that. And let's see. I have you, – you can submit up to three mostly because I want to do one for myself. I do a control one where I pick all chalk just to see how that fares. And then I do one for my daughter. So that kind of opens the ability for anyone to enter three personal ones. I don't care if you do it. That's fine. The more the merrier put a crazy one out there, pick you know a whole bunch of uh, high number seeds to win. That's cool. I have no problem with that. So check our Facebook page to get the link or contact me and I'll send it to you and spread it around. We'd love to get as many people as possible competing uh, for uh, bragging rights. All right. So besides NCAA Relay March Madness, we've been doing our own bracket challenge here that started last week. And that is... Our movie madness, our favorite movie challenge. Now we debuted um, the ra- or the eight potential uh, play-in games or play-in movies. We whittled that down to four. Then we voted down to thirty-two, and that's where we're at. We're in our round two now this week, and we'll vote the entire week. This has only been up for a day, and we already have forty-six responses voting in our movie challenge. Well, let's go over the host region real quickly just to see how things have panned out. And Ghostbusters was able to beat Silver Linings Playbook. The, the number one seed will take on Pulp Fiction, which defeated the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. Right now, Ghostbusters Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters leads that one by a wide margin. Hooray. Yeah, Ghostbusters is running away with it. And Ooh. the next part of the host region, the Dark Knight took down Star Wars The Force Awakens, which we alluded to last week. And they will take on Home Alone, which defeated another Star Wars movie, Rogue One, that just came out in December. Unfortunately, for those interested in seeing the Dark Knight move on, it's facing stiff competition from Home Alone, who's beating it right now um, by almost nearly doubling it up. They have 65% of the votes, 30 to 16. That's okay. (laughs) So uh, that's... The top of the host region, the bottom, we see Raiders of the Lost Ark beating American Hustle, taking on Saving Private Ryan, a playing contestant that took down the 25th hour. Right now, that is very, very close. Raiders of the Lost Ark jumped out to a early lead, but now Saving Private Ryan is clawing its way back and is just a two-vote separation. The seven-seed Goodwill Hunting took down the ten-seed Pirates of the Caribbean, and now Goodwill Hunting is facing Inception, which beat Ghostbusters 2. Goodwill Hunting is actually upsetting Inception, which is this was a bit of a surprise to me. I thought a lot more people would be going for Inception. I know when this came out a few years ago, people really loved it. I believe I voted for Inception because, like I said last week, I haven't seen Goodwill Hunting, and I really enjoyed Inception. So the two seven is like a good both matchup. These, so again, like I'm, I'm okay with. Well, I hope so. They're two of the ones you submitted. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why I said that. <laughs> All right, so that's the host. I do understand region. why it would be surprising that I actually remember, though, so I can't really be mad. <laughs> right. All right, so the other part of that area of the, or that side of the bracket is the dad's region, which featured uh, the adventures of Robin Hood taking on Christmas Vacation. 
and Christmas Vacation won that and is now playing Skyfall, which defeated the greatest game ever played. And the holiday movie Christmas Vacation actually has a pretty large lead over Skyfall, 32 to 14. So it looks like another holiday favorite covered with... 16 seed. 16 seed, yeah. I mean, the seedings are kind of just for show. But yeah, 16 seeds performing pretty well in in this uh, tournament. Next up was uh, National Treasure 2, the 13 seed, which took down Midway. And the National Treasure sequel is facing a local sports (laughs) story in Invincible, which defeated Patton. And... Perhaps surprisingly, the sequel National Treasure movie is actually beating up on Invincible. This one was probably a bigger surprise to me just because I know how many people really like Invincible. This being a sports show, people kind of lean that way. I kind of like the first National Treasure movie more than I like I like both. Like, so it's not that big a deal to me. Uh, I was just shocked by the difference, you know. Yeah. Uh, Book of Secrets is definitely, I would say, unless something crazy would happen. Uh, yeah, the it's National the Eagles Treasure- in the playoffs. You're expecting Eagles to win? <laughs> well, I thought maybe they make it a little bit longer until they break people's hearts, but, you know. In the Super Bowl? I hate you both. So, National Treasure 2 is leading Invincible by a large margin. All right. The three seed, the American president took down Sands of Iwo Jima, and they face now another play-in story, Toy Story, which beat the original National Treasure. And Toy Story is continuing its torrid pace beating up on the American president with 78.3% of the vote. And again, this one, um, not close either. But the same can be said for maybe another surprising sports one-on-one matchup between Rudy, the 10 seed, which beat Casino Royale, and 15, the blind side, which took down Hoosiers. Rudy versus the blind side. How do you lose? The, how does Hoosiers lose? Again, I thought Hoosiers would win last week. Not the case. This week, I thought Rudy would win. Not the case. The blind side has a 31-15 to 15 lead. A lot of people loving this Andrew Bullock movie from just a few years ago. Looking to beat Rudy in our Movie Madness tournament. To add in the comment about Rudy from last week, Rudy was off sides. I think that may hurt his... <laughs> that hurt his chances, huh? his chances, yes. All right, let's see if I can... Uh, comment, comment from a listener I got this week was not a fan of the wives' like bracket. Um, did not find many movies he liked in that bracket at all. Oh, well, everyone's entitled to their opinion, and we wanted to make sure that Kelly and Jamie had one. Unfortunately for Jamie, her movies are done. Yeah, she <laughs> she was like, I don't think I won any. So. And, and, but and, she, and then she told me she was at a disadvantage because of the the primary like listenership of our show. Yeah, well, listener. I mean, at, at, I've had multiple people have said this to me, and I was like, this wasn't actually a comp- like this wasn't Kelly versus Jamie. It was just no, the way we no, organized just, we, the regions. We needed a way to get the movies together. Right. right. So, but I was like, wow, none of Jamie's advanced. A little surprising in a few cases. But um, the number one seed, Jurassic Park, took down Dirty Dancing and now takes on the eight seed, which is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, which beat Miss Congeniality. And perhaps a bit surprisingly, Jurassic Park is actually winning this one uh, pretty big. Indiana Jones is a lot of people's uh, one of their favorite movie series, but Jurassic Park has a good lead there, uh, thirty to sixteen in a one versus eight matchup. Twister, the four seed, beat the Holiday, the thirteen seed, and now faces a showdown against Apollo thirteen, which beat Pretty Woman. 
these four movies that moved on in this first part of the Wives region are some of my favorite. They, I think they were all in my top 20 list that I came up when we started this. So this was a very hard area for me to vote in. Uh, but Twister right now is beating Apollo 13, but it is rather close. It's separated by just four votes. So Twister leading Apollo 13. Elsewhere in the Wives region, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the 14 seed, took down Sweet Home Alabama, the three, and now gets to face the play-in. And you'll notice a theme. Every single play-in movie moved on, which is kind of what Justin and I thought would happen last week. So Harry Potter 5 will take on the Goonies after the Goonies beat Grease. And currently, right now, the Goonies has opened up a wide lead over Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. The last one in the Wives region, 10 seed Cinderella taking on the 15 seed Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Respectively, Cinderella took down Bad Moms and Harry Potter beat Steel Magnolias. And the 10-15 matchup favors right now Cinderella, but that one is only separated by six votes. So, I believe the last part to cover here is the Sisters region. Alright, so, in the Sisters region, we had the one seed Father of the Bride defeat the 16 seed Schindler's List. And Father of the Bride now takes on number 8, Pitch Perfect. And Father of the Bride is running away with that one with nearly 70% of the votes. I, I wonder saw which sister picked which movie there. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> they were so obvious when we went through them. Yeah, this, the stark opposites. Here, but which is good. It's fun to see uh, the variety that people chose uh, of, of of all eight of us that contributed. Father the Bride Part Two was the four barely took down Dogma the thirteen, but Finding Nemo another play in the twelve seed uh, House Five something borrowed setting up a showdown between four and twelve, and as expected, Finding Nemo is taking it to Father the Bride Part Two here in the second round, and the twelve seed has nearly eighty five percent of the vote. The last two matchups feature number seven, Armageddon, who got by the first round, beating Pitch Perfect 2. And Beauty and the Beast, a 15 seed, ended the run, well, didn't even get to make a run, The Silence of the Lambs, which we had a little bit of a discussion last week. It was like, that's probably a movie you see once, and you're like, that's a really good movie. Yeah. And then your sister was like, I, I watched that movie often. Yeah. <laughs> again, I wonder which, which sister picked which movie. Which, again, if, if you know my sister, not... Not really surprising, I guess. Not that she's a murderer, but... <laughs> <laughs> the seven fifteen matchup right now actually favors Beauty and the Beast. Probably a pretty large margin. Uh, 16 votes separate Beauty and the Beast from Armageddon. The three-seed Practical Magic lost the 14-seed Saving Mr. Banks, setting up a showdown with Boondock Saints, the six-seed, which took down the 11-seed Letters to Juliet. This one... Wow, what a stark contrast in the type of movie <laughs> and what it's about. Saving Mr. Banks, the 14th seed, is beating Boondock Saints, the 6th seed. So, all very interesting movies. Uh, a lot of fun to talk about and vote. Please keep voting. It's uh, been a lot of fun so far. We're getting a lot of good uh, comments. I did have someone ask if they can use multiple email addresses to help take down Ghostbusters. I told them uh, no, actually, because Joey might punch me. 
And also, uh, I will know because I'm collecting hundred. email addresses. I know that's, that's and not to use. I'm not going to spam anyone, but I need to make sure that there is no no funny business going on, whether it's for or against Ghostbusters. Um, I've only noticed Go, one. Ghost, they don't have to be a legit email address. So you can just type in anything. Yeah, Ghostbusters loses at gmail.com. <laughs> Ghost, Ghostbusters <laughs> loses one at gmail.com. I hate Ghostbusters. Not that I condone at AOL.com. <laughs> Why, why do I have you guys as friends? Hotmail at Hotmail.com. <laughs> hotmail at Hotmail.com. Yeah. Staypuffedman at gmail.com. <laughs> All right. So. <laughs> he's laughing, but he's he's going to punch me. Yeah. We'll do that. Well, I mean, we could do it. I mean, maybe we yeah, get. Yeah, we've been looking for that. We, we could become a viral video where it's like producer loses it. <laughs> over, over Ghostbusters. <laughs> over Ghostbusters. That could, that just, could like, get us there, right? You just dive over the desk and tackle us both. That would, that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sounds good to me. Right into all the stuff. All right. Well, Adam, thank you for joining us for thank our annual me. March Madness uh, evaluation. And we'll make sure that we all get our brackets in and uh, have a fun competition over the next uh, three, three, four weeks. And, uh, you know, just hopefully uh, we uh, do get some madness out of it. I know you're hoping that uh, that Duke goes a long way, if not wins at all. Uh, and like Justin and I said, if our brackets get busted, man, then we just want chaos. Yeah, heck yeah. Florida so, Gulf Coast all yeah. the way. Hey, why not? Dunk City. Yeah. Why can't us? So. <laughs> Anything else from you, Justin, for this week before we get out of here? Uh, just real quick. I know we normally do this on the Bulldog Hour, but shout out to Tommy O'Brien who placed fifth at states this week. First Wilson wrestler to place or to medal at states since 1999. Yeah, so, uh, good job, Tommy. Great Head accomplishment off. for Head him. Off the pit to wrestle next year. Yes, absolutely. Um, Adam, anything to say from you? Go Duke. <laughs> no snow this week. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I think you're uh, out of one luck of on those, that one. One of those may work out for you this week. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's going to be the snow one. Yeah. So, win some, you lose some. Yeah, you know, can't win them all. So, for Adam, Justin, I'm Joe Mays. This was episode 226 of the Joe Mays and JRF Show. Justin and I will be back next week with episode 227, talking more about our movie Madness, all of the NCAA basketball games that have wrapped up by the time we start and uh, whatever else we feel like doing. So until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter and stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit jmnjrradio.com.